0: You don't need one. No, you have one down here. Here, pass it down oh no, so Chris okay. doesn't get nervous.
1: Yeah, y'all, y'all just pass it back and
0: forth. So here's the game tonight. Is your number on the board, Clark? Do we have it? It's. It should be. It should be going up there. All right. So there it is. There are times when we have you text questions, um, and I get to filter them. You get to text them to Caroline tonight.
1: No filter.
0: No filter. Text filter. whatever
1: you want. And it would be
0: it. awesome. If you kept your, yes, Santa. I was just noticing That's that you Santa. put your
2: chair higher than mine, which is I did. fine. It's I just an authority feeling. thing. No, it's fine. I, uh, I, I submit to
0: that. <laughs> I'm insecure. Um, it would be great if they uh, were grounded in First Corinthians. Sorry. <laughs> or about Christmas. About or, about, that? or about Christmas. Oh, please. You're welcome. Yeah, we'll do that. Brooks so nervous. So, Daniel, this is Daniel's first night. Daniel, yes. Daniel preached both services this morning, so he's barely coherent. Uh, just took a Hebrew test, too, so. Yes. How how close to the degree?
3: One more class. Wow. Um
0: all right, let's, let's do this. We'll go, we're going to go 25 minutes.
1: All right.
0: Somebody, yeah.
1: Yeah. All right.
0: It's okay. <laughs> I'm in charge. <laughs> we can change that later. But we'll start with 25 minutes. You got a question yet? Okay.
1: First one to start off, Christmas question, um, is Santa Claus real?
0: <laughs> yes. I told my
2: children, <laughs> no. and Abby can vouch for this, I'm Santa. So, true story with our kids, what we told, we, we kind of explained the true story of St. Nicholas, the historic figure. Please tell the story. I am. And so we, we told them about, you know, his life and all the things that he did. And really cool story. And explained you know, he lived a long time ago, so he has since died. And, you know, but he was a real figure. So that was sort of the story we told our kids. We didn't talk much more about it. But my son in his kindergarten class, it comes to be Christmas time. They start talking about Santa. He stands up and declares to the whole room, guys, Santa is dead. <laughs> That's what he took away from that. But, so. but, but the actual St. Nicholas
0: literally slapped a heretic. Like, got up, walked across the room, and, like, backhanded a dude for teaching heresy. Yeah. And so, and so the. <laughs> That's right. I, I think I'm going to do a Christmas card next year that says I'm here to hand out presents and slap heretics. <laughs> and I'm all out of presents. <laughs>
1: good. Okay. Please have no a first Corinthians <laughs> question. Um, I, I got
0: a lot of caffeine in me and no Definitely script.
1: somebody send me a first Corinthians question. Okay. Oh gosh. Okay, so going off of that, how does a Christian respond to traditions like Santa? Is it oh like meat words. offered to idols?
2: Sorry. Oh this is was, it oh wait. There was There's my fault. Italian. They did both. Yeah. Well done. Whose question was that? Raise your hand. In the no, room. Ashley. Okay, well I done. Strive. That was good. <laughs>
0: is it like meat offered to idols?
2: The elf on the shelf is. Oh man. Hot take. Sorry. Um, You know, so I was thinking about this on the drive over here, because just confession, I came having no idea what we were about to do here. Vic just said, none of us do. Vic said it will be fine. It's much better this way. It is. So driving over here, I was just racking my brain thinking, like, what's going to happen? Maybe Christmas will be part of the conversation. And I got to thinking about, Christmas and just how we it as a family, because we'd actually just been doing Advent with our kids right before coming, and, and you know, we walk through and, and do the, the, leading up to the story of Jesus' birth through, like, the shadows of the stories of the Old Testament, so, you know, things like that. There are amazing ways to redeem um, some of what's happened to Christmas, so, you know, especially when you have kids, there's a lot of fun stuff. But what I was thinking about, actually, was that we have kind of blunted the weapon that Christmas is. Now, let me explain what I mean by that. Um, When I lived in China, okay, uh, my Chinese friends would get text messages from the government. Everyone in China who was a Chinese citizen would get this text message around Christmas time. It said, just a reminder, Chinese people do not celebrate Christmas. Now, this was not a law per se, but it was a very heavy-handed reminder suggestion uh, tactic because what they know there is that when you live in China as 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 a missionary, as a follower of Jesus, Christmas time is a time you can invite people into your home and tell them the most powerful story that we have in scripture, and we see amazing fruit from that. The Chinese government sees that and is trying to stop it, okay? So one thing we do need to do is reclaim that weapon, reclaim the reality that this story is good news that has not been heard by all people, even though it is good news for all people. Um, So that's just free. That didn't really answer your question, but... Uh, one thing course. that we do is we remember that um, Christmas is not just a story for us to celebrate that we already know. It's also something to proclaim to those that don't. Yeah, yeah. that's good.
1: Okay, subject of this one is Star of Bethlehem. Oh, my word. Do you Forgive me. <laughs> this is my <laughs> fault. <laughs> if any <y'all, laughs> of y'all know anything about science, grab the mic. Um, Do you think the same spatial collision between these two planets that is going to cause the star of Bethlehem this year is the same instance from the first Christmas in the Bible?
2: No. Next question. (laughs) Can I?
1: (laughs) I just don't know.
0: There's somebody in the room's IQ is way higher than mine. (laughs) In fact. Email Vic. It's almost everyone. (laughs)
1: Okay, what is the difference between pride and confidence?
0: Oh, Brooke, go.
4: <laughs> um, I love to use the term humble confidence because I think that pride can show itself in two ways. It can look very arrogant or it can look very insecure. And both oh. ways are thinking about you. And so when That's you're confident and you're humble, that means that you're confident in the way God made you, but you're humble with an awareness that God made you and you're not doing anything out of your own strength. So um, I think the Christian is not called to be insecure to fight their pride. The Christian is called to be confident in God and not confident in themselves. And I think that that takes a lifetime to learn and I don't know how to do that.
0: (laughs) That's good. I have a very
2: short, believe it or not, also just answer alongside that. The difference between the two is the object. The object of pride is yourself. The object of confidence is Christ. So, there you go. Why do you need a mic? Oh. Amen. That's it.
0: <laughs> you get the next one.
1: I was about to say, this will be a fun one for Daniel, I think. Okay. Um, would, would Christian denominations be considered divisions in the church?
3: Oh, that is a great question. So, I grew up Methodist. Um, so How I dare you? <laughs> <laughs> Came to a, came to a Baptist church, and now on uh, now on staff at the Baptist church. Um, is it divisions? Is that, that was the question?
1: Yeah, is that division within the church? That is a
3: great question. That is a great question. Um, I don't th- I don't I don't necessarily think so because it's a lot of open handed issues that we've talked about, like in First Corinthians. Um, for example, uh, the spiritual gifts, uh, I think, is an open-handed issue, meaning that does that matter uh, for our eternity? Um, no, our views are going to be a little different on there, and obviously there are some close-handed issues that we have to pay attention to, so I don't think so much as division, more so just our differences in the way that we view them. Does that make sense?
0: That's a good yeah, answer. that was good. So, I, I like to think about it like this: there, there are uh, what I would call "hug the dot" issues. There's a core set of things you have to believe to be a Christian. That if you start rejecting them, you're just out, right? Uh, virgin birth, uh, man is sinful, salvation through Christ alone. It's it's a handful of things. So that, yeah. Thank you, Rob Bell. Um, they're not springs on a trampoline. If you've read Velvet Elvis, there'll be time for repentance at the end. Um, <laughs> terrible book by Rob Bell. I'm just telling you right now. We'll name names up here. We don't care. Um, it's a brick, not a spring. Man, you got me off. <laughs> um, That's
2: why I don't have a mic.
0: It's good. But there, those are the essential things you have to believe. And then, then you move outside of that circle into other issues. Um, one, mode of baptism would be one of those. Um, we, we believe in immersing. Uh, my, all my Presbyterian friends think it's okay to sprinkle. Uh, I tell all of them it's okay at the rapture. We're going to handle that. They'll just dip you through the ocean and up. Great. If you have Presbyterian friends, you can share that one with them. And this, if you rearrange all the words, all the letters in Presbyterian, it spells Britney Spears. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know
1: what that means, but it's true. Invite your Presbyterian so it. friends to read so. But, but the can.
0: denominations are just different expressions of, of what I would call uh, secondary circle issues. Okay. That's a good question. Right
1: on. Um, okay, so we talked a lot about liberty this semester. Is mm. it okay to cuss? Does that fit within our liberty or not?
0: I, I can't answer that.
4: <laughs> <laughs> Brooke, please. Um, help me. Lord. I'm going to
0: quote Mark Twain before you go. You ready? <laughs> I don't Sometimes profanity works better than prayer.
4: All right. Please
0: delete that. from. That was Mark Twain. It wasn't me.
4: You said well, you it. don't have to say it up here. Yeah.
0: It's a quote. Was it helpful? It's illustrative purpose.
4: So, I mean, you just keep your mission in mind, right? Like you bear the image of God. That's literally what you're made to do. And so, just like 1 Corinthians said, we are not called to be a stumbling block to people around us. And in our culture, words like that signify stumbling blocks. I think it's confusing. I think it's worldly. I think it uh, can signify just different meaning um, that's negative and would not necessarily give honor to God. So I don't think you can be black and white on every single issue all the time, but I think You can have a lot of wisdom if you live with your mission in mind constantly, and you will learn that there are a lot of things that we as believers are not called to partake in because we're simply here to bear the image of God, and there's joy and restraint. There's joy and restraint when we're really living as God has called us to do. It's not like a constant, uh, oh, I just have to deny myself all the time. There's really freedom in laying down your rights and laying down maybe the ability to do something like that. That would be a stumbling block.
0: I I think one of while well, you're getting the mic. I I think one of the I I don't I want to <laughs> be very careful how I say this. D- don't um trick yourself into thinking you can get a list of things that are okay. All right? I I don't I'm not saying the person that asked that question is trying to justify themselves. All right, but but when you start thinking about doctrine and theology and worship and your relationship with Jesus in the way of, is it okay to do this? When you ask yourself the question, is it okay? The answer is probably no. All right? So, and and I say that because I, at true confession time, I struggle. I got a potty mouth sometimes. I do. I just, I, I didn't get saved till I was, in college, like later, and and my language was bad, and sometimes it, I'm not proud of it. Sometimes it comes out, and I think one time when I can see it coming is, you know, in, in Ephesians 5, Paul says this, let there be no filthiness, nor foolish talk, nor crude joking, which are out of place, all right? So that's the kind of language we're talking about. But instead, let there be thanksgiving. I know in my own personal life, when I'm not thankful the the potential for things to come out of my mouth that shouldn't is very real but don't don't get in the trap of is it okay because once you start asking those questions that's that's when i feel like you the answer's probably no it's not okay
2: and you said pretty much what I was going to get at, which is that the difference is between pursuing a line and pursuing holiness, right Like pursuing the line is That's like, oh better. how close can I a get way to say it. versus pursuing this thing that we're called to. Um, and somewhere it is written, right um, Whatever is true, whatever is lovely, whatever is praiseworthy, whatever is excellent, whatever is and there's a few more whatevers. like think about these things, okay And, and we also know that the overflow of the heart, the mouth speaks. Um, this is scripture. this is truth. So when you know those things, and then that's something you deal with, and then you, you really need to just be looking inside yourself. Like, what's in my heart that's overflowing that way? What am I thinking about that's causing that, right? Um, I mean, that's, that's what we tell our kids is, uh, yeah. What, is that true? My wife says this all the time, to our, is that true? Is that excellent? Then don't, then don't say it, right?
0: I'm going to pass this to Daniel you because should. I have a follow-up. Yes. So, so one th- one th- I'm going to tag something on, go
3: for it. but you go first. All right. So, so uh, I, I serve with the uh, Oconee football team. Um, and so in that, in that environment, uh, it's a very different environment. Um, all the coaches cuss, uh, the players cuss, they allow that to happen. And therefore, there's this culture around that. And it's just this football mentality. There's just toughness with it or something. And so our guys, some of our, some of our guys in our student ministry are a part of that or uh, a part of the football team. So it is very difficult for them to be in that environment. And so I, I just say, uh, be careful with the environment that you are That's around good. because to be a light to a world, to be able to to share the gospel, we need to be able to stand out uh, and, and, our, and let the love of Christ overflow from us. So it, I, I tell our students this a lot. It's okay uh, to be weird. Like we're going to we're going to look weird, honestly, in in a world of just brokenness. Um, and and I feel like so many times I get so frustrated with seeing uh, Christians try to drift into that to just try to seem relevant uh, and just a part of this world. It's like, man, you are not called to that whatsoever. You're called to glorify God yeah. in everything that you do.
0: I'm actually reading a book right now called Make Christianity Weird Again. Because, I mean, say out loud what we believe. Come on. Um, So, like a follow-up to that, and I I want you to lead in this because you're the youngest, almost the youngest one. Youngest male on the stage. Save myself there. Uh, maybe, Maybe worse in our culture then the then the language is the is the social media tone right like the and i i know it's hard to carry tone through 140 characters on twitter but maybe hey how that that liberty how the abuse t- talk about how you can guard against the abuse of that liberty like you uh like i'm not on social media anymore because of that
3: I got in trouble uh even when we were when I was dating Brandy because uh I didn't put uh any exclamation points behind any of my <laughs> sentences. So it's I so have learned <laughs> I have learned uh with her, uh I just went ahead and said early on, like please do not read in anything I say. Please ask me to clarify. Yes. Um, <laughs> <it's, laughs> I use uh I I do not use no emoji concept. All right. So um, I think, uh, I mean, I just think social media is really dangerous, honestly. And when having a lot of conversations with our parents, um, if they ask me, hey, what do you think about social media? Um, I'm honest with them and say, honestly, I would encourage you to stay away from um, because there are so many more dangers that, than, I say this, um, than, advantages. than advantages, yeah, um, and I've seen so many guys and girls fall into sin because of it, and we get so wrapped up, and our identity can be wrapped up in it, our self-worth can be wrapped up in it, um, to where... I encouraged, uh, just this past week, we had some junior guys, and and I said, hey, I I want us to just take one week, one week away from it. Um, And it was amazing. Uh, They all said it was amazing uh, how much just taking these two social media platforms away, how those two things helped me so much in this area of sin. Um, And so my point in that was just to show that, like, if, Christ is worth it. Um, would be willing to give up those things. Yeah. Um, I don't know if that answers your. No that that that's that's that's, that's, that's helpful. Um, All right, okay, Caroline's dying there's just to a ask. A
1: lot one. of questions rolling in. That was good though. Ratified. That was good. Okay. Um, after this semester, we have heard uh, over and over again how messed up the Corinthian church was. If Paul were writing a new letter about the issues of the American church at large, what would be his thesis?
0: I.
2: I, no <laughs>
0: I, um, his thesis.
2: I, I don't want to uh, say the first thing about it.
0: Man, I got the filter engaged hard right now. Um <laughs> the 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 church is not a political platform. We, uh, we have a king. Um, we don't need a president. I'm going to stop.
2: No, that's fine. I'm going to go the really easy route and actually say I think it would still be... The same. What it was in, um, was it chapter... I don't recall. I Somewhere it is right written. Here. Somewhere it is written. Jesus did that. I can do it too. Somewhere it is written... <laughs> Let everything you do be done in love, right? I mean, like, it doesn't matter. Like, nice. pick the issue. And I, I didn't say this earlier because no, it didn't, it didn't feel true. like it mattered that much. But when the question came about our different denominations, divisions, my answer would have been, well, they could be in the same way that uh, spiritual gifts turned out to be. And which uh, preacher that people preferred turned out to be. And mask wearing apparently has turned out to be. Like, who would have thought, yeah. right? Yeah. So pick anything anything if if we allow uh, our focus to shift away from the one thing that we've been called to do as the people of god gathered as the church of god if if our mission shifts if we have mission drift it's a real thing um then other things can become this important thing other things can become the main thing and that causes division right so i think it's the exact same thing. everything you do be done in love. if we're doing that if we're loving one another well loving god well Um, and living with that focus together, using our gifts and using our talents and everything we are to build up and encourage and edify one another toward this common goal and purpose of getting the gospel where it's not, then division doesn't exist anymore because we're actually locked in arms like the phalanx of the uh, Spartan army fighting back the enemy in the gates of hell, right? That's what we're here for. Anything else we're doing breaks rank and people get stabbed, and it's bad, okay? So thesis is the same. That's good. answer. I'm not changing mine. Uh,
3: One thing to add uh, with that, I think um, something that the American church uh, has done, a lot of the American church has reverted back to a come and see. Um, Come and see what is going on here versus uh, the message of Acts where it's just, hey, we're going and telling and uh it's it's very easy to get wrapped up i'm I'm a youth pastor so this is very hard for me uh jumping into youth ministry seeing so many uh different events um and this this is just the youth uh, ministry culture versus uh, man we're just going and we're going to go share the gospel uh, in schools at our lunch tables wherever we are so i think that'd be one thing that um paul would certainly address as we're reverting back to that old testament of just hey come and see
1: okay this one ties in a few questions that i've gotten so just kind of like heading into christmas break and kind of a time off of school um what would you say is a godly balance between worldly rest for example movies and video games and taking extra
4: time for bible reading and prayer yeah that's good um I think uh, looking at the life of Jesus is helpful for me when I look to manage my time. Um, I think seeing how something like us literally taking a real Sabbath, a real day of resting from working each week is very helpful. Um, And you in your spirit know what's producing in you a restlessness, 14 hours of Netflix, Or real (laughs) rest, right? Wow. And that doesn't necessarily mean you're reading your Bible for five hours straight. That could be great conversations with friends. That could be something you enjoy doing like painting. Or it's worshipful versus producing in you restlessness. And so yeah and I I don't think we do this enough uh with our time it's just lay it before the Lord like God would you teach me how to use my time as young people we often have a lot of free time I think that gets us into cycles of sin I think that allows us to not know how to manage breaks well because we're out of routine and we can kind of backslide in these moments and really just asking God would you show me what it looks like to manage my time, both when I rest and I work for your glory. Because both of those things are from God. Um, God created work and God created rest for us to partake in and to remind ourselves that he is the one really doing the work. So, yeah, I think God can really give us wisdom. There's no particulars to that. Um, I have thoughts on different rhythms and things that can be helpful. But just seek him of what really is making me more restless or what's giving me genuine rest. That's a good answer.
0: Go.
1: Okay. Um, that was good. Okay, so how do you pursue godly confrontation to a feller fellow, sorry.
0: Feller.
1: <laughs> fellow. We don't have time we're moving on. A fellow believer and or non-believer in a loving way. That's why I said feller.
0: Wait, read the read the question again. I'm
1: so sorry. How do you pursue godly confrontation to a fellow believer and or non-believer in a loving way?
2: I mean, the answer is different for those. I mean, there's, there's yes. actually biblical, like, like, statement, clear, what you do with the believer. I mean, it's Matthew 18, right? Yeah. Like, you go to them one-on-one, and if they don't listen to you, you bring a brother along. If they still don't listen to you, you bring it before the church, right? I mean, that's the, that's the path. Like, there's a clear path for what you do with a brother. Um, we are, like, afraid of that as a people for some reason. Uh, I, don't, I don't know where that comes from, but, like, this is something we're called to do, and this, this, this is part okay. of letting what you do be done in love, Right. Love, Jesus came in in grace and truth, right, both of them. Um, We love the grace train. We ride that, woo-woo, all the time. But like when we have to bring truth Mm. to a brother, uh, we're like, oh, I don't want to offend anybody or whatever. I don't know. Um, But again, if like, if our priority is set, here's an interesting fact. The word priority in the original language is a singular noun. It has no plural. The plural form priorities was only added in the 1900s when industrialization and other things came to America. So, just that's just free. You, you need one priority, okay? And and that priority is not man's opinion of you. It's God's opinion of you. We are God pleasers, not man pleasers. So with are brother in Christ. If they're in sin and you need to confront them, then you need to do it biblically. Yeah. A non-believer, I mean that that that's like contextual. There's a whole different like what well, it depends on the situation. I yeah. Don't take yeah. Down.
0: I think with an unbeliever you just you you have to give them the gospel. Yeah.
2: Don't be surprised if they're acting like a non believer. Yeah. They're a non believer. That's what they're right? that's, I mean, like, that's actually what they're You supposed shouldn't expect to do, them to yeah. do anything except sin and revel and like let's eat and drink for tomorrow we die. I mean that's what I, I, I will say this.
0: I and this will this will get some email.
2: Um, Vic at Watkins
0: there's there. yeah, send it. Guys and gals are gonna confront each other differently there i said it there are differences in the genders there are two genders we believe this all right here's what here's what in 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 our culture i think even in the church we've done this to to guys sometimes the way guys correct each other it looks violent right like like if i'm doing something i shouldn't be doing I, these two guys really ought to feel the freedom to pin me against the wall and go, what are you doing? Or slap me in the back of the head or something. Like, like there's a violence to the way guys correct each other, right? And, and we've, we've, we've tried to tone that down. Let's be nice. We don't hit each other. Yeah, okay. How's that working out for our culture right now when we defang the men? Um, and women, like what we do is we praise the way and, and girls, y'all are like this. Y'all y'all are you you man, I'm gonna get in trouble. Okay. You you're you are less confrontational. This is just an observation, i doing this for a long time. Less confrontational in person, but you you like to discuss how you're gonna confront people.
4: It's true. It's called gossip
0: i was thank you thank you brooke can say that but i'm listen guys i want to give the dudes in the room permission if you got a brother that's sinning don't go up and just smack him but it's okay for you to get in his grill and go bro you're better than this right you're you're called to a higher standard it's okay to be confrontational with guys and so there's a different, there's a, it's nuanced, everything's nuanced. And I know we live in a world where nothing is nuanced and everything, you've got to be extremes either way. If you read the Bible, it is, the, the nuance of the way Jesus interacted with human beings is astonishing. When you expect him to be one way, he's flipping over tables and making a whip and running people out. You're like, What? Just yell.
3: I think too Jesus uh <laughs> when you look at the life of Jesus, uh he responded with questions. Uh and I love that. That's good. And, and they obviously drove right to the heart. Um but just asking really good questions I think is important. Um so that would be an encouragement.
4: It to really really fast, sorry, to the ladies in the room. Um, <laughs> for Four things come to my mind when I think through conflict because we can really get ourselves rallied up when we start talking about somebody. You know, is one, the mission's always to glorify God. Two, get the log out of your own eye, right? Like, look at yourself. 90% of the time when I have a problem with another girl, it's my own issue. Wow. And three, gently restore. If you've prayed about it and you've removed the log from your own eye, approach and gently restore and then. Be reconciled. Go and be reconciled. Don't gossip about it. Let it go. Move on. Treat that person as your sister in Christ and have reconciliation that's true and real and not fake behind their back.
0: Give them again, real quick.
4: Uh, Glorify God. Get the log out of your own eye. Gently restore and go and be reconciled.
0: Y'all should have wrote that down.
4: I plagiarized (laughs) that.
0: That's good. (laughs) Last
1: one. Okay, last one. I think Daniel could have a good answer to this one. A few people have been asking. So um, as we go home, how would you approach sharing the gospel slash Christmas story with unbelieving friends and family members who have heard the Christmas story their whole life but haven't truly accepted salvation?
3: So we were the first ones in our family to just end certain traditions (laughs) and to uh, start new ones. One— Well, Santa Claus. Um, Yeah, so my, go back to that question. My mima said, uh, Daniel, Santa is love. And I was like, no, actually, God is love. Uh, I I love you (laughs) too. Um, So uh, pray, pray for opportunities. That's what I said this morning. Pray for opportunities. Pray that God would give you an opportunity to to share the gospel. Um, I think... Uh, if you don't do this as a family, ask if you can read the Christmas story together as that's a family um, Ask if you can do that and uh, and read that and talk about that uh, as a family maybe you're doing an advent plan and you say hey i 'm doing my advent today Would you mind just you want to read this with me that's good um, Another one would be just at uh at the the supper table just asking. Good questions. Thinking about questions um, like, "Hey, what's a what's a memorable uh, Christmas for you as a family?" Um, and then just just get into the the gospel conversation there. Like, "Hey, how how is what if this is a question that I love? If someone were outside of this family and they were just to look in on this family, what do they think that we would be about?" What do you think that That's they would uh, they would say about our family? What we talk about? What we what we worship? Um, so I think, again, good questions. Um, and just being intentional. You just have to go and pursue by just being intentional. Knowing that you're going to do that. Pray for opportunities to do that.
0: Awesome. All right, we're going to stop there. I know we could go hours. So many more. I, I want to say this. Uh, so Brooke, talk with us. Uh, once, amazing, every time you open your mouth, I'm stunned at how mature and wise you are. It's stunning to me. Um, th- this brother right here, I love this guy, because every week in front of our teenagers, what you saw tonight and what you heard this morning, they hear it every week from this guy. Like when, when people open the Bible in front of you at this church, you're, you're getting the truth. And 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 this this man right here, I I love like a son. Um I could be your son. You could be, <laughs> yes. Thank you for pointing that out. <laughs> Golly. When are you leaving again? <laughs> um I I'm really thankful for uh the the people God has given our church as as Bible teachers. They care about the word, they care about you, they care about you knowing the word and loving the word, so Uh, Thank you guys for tonight. I gave them absolutely no warning about what tonight was going to be and you guys are awesome. And to the hostess with the mostest. Thank you. All right, you guys can you guys can have a seat. I'm going to I'm going to lead us into um, we're going to we're going to we're going to end by singing.